Come on, one last time. Can we give it up for our kids, pastors, and our volunteers? Um, we had a good time there last week. Uh, I, I love how competitive our church is. We announced the winner, and the only people that clapped were the winners. Um, and so I respect that. I respect that. But it was a clean vote. Okay, I watched over the social media. It, it was unanimous. Sandlot took it away. Um, but I like how competitive you are. I respect it. Um, today, I want to address something. Um, you know, we just got out of Halloween, and so that means that we go straight to Thanksgiving. Okay? Some of you... I've been praying for this week because you jumped to Christmas, okay? And I'm not going to rat anybody out, but someone whose name rhymes with rat Mogerquist already set up his Christmas tree, okay? It is not time to be jolly. It's time to get chunky, okay? It's time for Thanksgiving. It's not time to hang up ornaments and trees and lights. It's time to hang up Abuelita's recipe, okay, and get ready for Thanksgiving, all right? Peppermint bark, creme brulee lattes, peppermint mochas, tamales, those can wait. Do you know what time it is? It's time for beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ram, hogs, dogs, chicken, turkeys, rabbits, you name it. So now let's bow our heads, close our eyes, that's all I have today. Just kidding. I didn't come here today to talk to you about the injustices of the biased holidays. I came today, I'm excited today, I'm eager today, I'm ready today to talk about Jesus. I don't know what you came to hear about today, but I want to talk about Jesus. Anybody here ready to hear about Jesus today? Who's enjoyed our uh, More to the Story series? Anybody have enjoyed that? It's been an incredible time. Uh, even uh, a couple weeks ago, we, we celebrated part of the story. Part of the story. Pastor Matt um, shared vision, excitement, future of Church for All. If you missed that, go to our website, churchfor.us, and right on the homepage, there's about a 10-minute clip of Pastor Matt, Pastor Kim, casting visions to our church because God's doing something big here at Church for All. Amen? Well, today I'm going to hop into a parable, Luke chapter 5, and um, it goes like this. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, Lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. Listen, there's a couple of things that make me really angry, okay? One of them is being woken up. Jesus said that a friend came to someone's house and knocked on their door at midnight. My first summer camp I ever went to was a couple months after I gave my life to the Lord. It's 11 years ago, so don't judge me at the end of this story. Uh, we, we had summer camp all night, altar call, everyone's crying, it's exhausting, okay? We go to the room, and we get in circle time, because we didn't just have enough hugging and crying, right? We get circle time, and we're going around the circle, like, what did God do in your life? Well, I'm getting bored, so I fall asleep. It's like 1 a.m. I think I have the right to be tired. We're on water slides, playing games, doing tribors, doing all these things. Now we have service. I'm exhausted. I fall asleep. Well, the associate youth pastor was the leader of our room that day. He takes his journal, and he frisbees it, and he goes to hit me in the stomach, but it hits me in the face. I woke up so fast. I was like the undertaker. I sat up, okay? I looked at him. I said, are you kidding me? I said some words my kids are not allowed to say. Okay, I've already, been, I've already repented. But he was like, you can't talk like that. I'm one of the pastors. I said, I don't care if you're Jesus. Don't wake me up in the middle of the night. I was so mad. But you have this neighbor showing up to the house, knocking on the door at midnight. Jesus goes on and says this. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. 
the door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. We like to play board games at my house, Settlers of Catan. Um, some of you say Catan. You probably celebrate Christmas early anyway. So um, whatever. Uh, we play Secret Hitler. We like to play a game called Bang. Uh, we love doing board games at my house. And uh, we always do it late at night when my kids are asleep. And everyone knows the rule. Be quiet. Why? Because we just spent two and a half hours hanging out with persistent children trying to get them to bed. And if you want to talk about a persistent neighbor, my daughter's like, I'm thirsty. I want milk. I want ice in my water. No, I want four ice cubes. Dad, I, I got to go potty. Dad, I want to take a shower. Dad, I want to watch you. No, go to bed. Okay? She's persistent. But the one rule when we have a, a game night is do not be loud because if you wake up my children, my wife is going to go crazy. Okay? My friend Kyle, he's here today. We say he's the loud friend because he's like volume 9 or 10. There's nothing under. Okay? But the one thing is do not wake up my children. And so in this parable, Jesus says, he comes to the door, he knocks on it. The guy wakes up and says, suppose someone's inside, don't bother me. The door is already locked. My children and I are in bed. I can't get up. Then Jesus goes on and says, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of your friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Listen to that last part. As much as you need. Pick someone in the room and look at them and say, as much as you need. So today we're going to be talking about prayer, and to further understand the parable, we need to expand this chapter. Before we do, let's pray. God, we thank you. I pray uh, these next couple moments, God, you, you speak through me. Uh, God, I, I pray that uh, your vision for this message and what you're trying to get across, God, you can speak through me. And God, those who celebrate Christmas early, God, I just pray you um, open their eyes, clear their vision, uh, soften their hearts, um, and we're ready for pumpkin and sweet potato pies in your name. Amen. This parable is found in Luke chapter 11, and we're going to pick up at Luke chapter 11, uh, verse 1, uh, as we get into this today. It says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us how to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Um, can we be honest in church? Does anybody have a weird relationship with prayer? Anybody? Like maybe early on in life. Uh, or maybe early first times you were exposed to prayer, like it just was like awkward or weird, or or maybe some of you are like I don't like I I think I know how to pray, I don't know how to pray, or you were told like there's no perfect prayers, but like anybody in here like there's like a weird relationship with prayer. I'm raising my hand, okay. Uh, here's why. First time I had to experience uh, praying for someone else, I was at a youth conference. I was a new Christian. Uh, we were there, and the the word the pastor goes up and he's like, hey, everybody up front. We're going to stop this message. We're going to stop this worship, and we're going to pray. I'm like, yeah. Like, we're hyped, right? He's like, come on, who believes God's going to move in this place? We're like, yeah. Like, we're excited. And he goes, what we're going to do is we're going to have a revival tonight. We're like, come on. Like, we're excited, right? And all of a sudden, he goes, so what we're going to do is we're going to get in groups of four and pray for each other. I, I try to go to the bathroom. I'm like, nope, I'm done. And I get grabbed. They're like, come on, you need revival, brother. I'm like, all right, Hulk Hogan, relax, right? And so... We get in groups of four, no joke, and this is my first experience praying for someone else after following Jesus, okay? First person goes, uh, plaid shirt, 45 minutes, okay? Uh, hoodie goes for 30, and uh, this girl with the long sleeve shirt, she went from 20. It was my turn, and I was like, uh, God, I pray for a plaid shirt, hoodie, and long sleeve um, that they just learn how to have shorter prayers in your name, amen. And no joke, this one guy goes, you have more than that. 
no, that's all I got. He's like, no, come on, there's more inside of you. Come on, bring it out. Come on, you got another 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, I go, bro, I'm not that saved. I will fight you. Take it for what it is. You guys got it covered. Like, I was, that's my first experience praying for someone else. Like, I had a weird first experience. Um, a, couple, a couple months later, I go to a worship night. And this guy comes up, and he's like, come on, who's ready for God to work in your life? And again, I'm like, yes. And he goes, who's ready to piss off the devil? I was like, I just wanted to talk, hang out with Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm good. I don't even know. He was like, who wants to curb stop the devil? And I was like so thrown off. He's like, come on, let's pray that today. And I was like, no, let's not. But I think that. Some of us, uh, even in the Bible, Jesus says, let's not babble on when we pray. Let's get to the point. Some of us may have a weird relationship with prayer. Uh, we sat down for dinner this week, and uh, we usually have one of the kids pray. Um, and to, we're like, Gavin, you should pray. Gavin's our oldest. And he goes, uh, uh, everything's good. I don't have anything bad to pray about. And... <laughs> It was funny, but at the same time, have I taught my child to only pray when things go wrong? And so today, before we uh, pick apart this parable, I want to bring some light into what Jesus says, how we should pray. And before we do that, I found this verse, uh, James chapter 5, verse 16. It says, the prayer of a godly person is powerful. Listen to this next line. It makes things happen. Come on, some of us, we need some things to happen in our life. The prayer of a powerful person, of a godly person, it makes things happen. Amen? Okay, so verse 2, he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. In Matthew 6, 9, a parallel verse, he says this, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Six things Jesus teaches us on how to pray with this prayer. Number one, Jesus acknowledges God as holy. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Holy is your name. He acknowledges God immediately as the Savior, as the Holy One. Okay? Second thing he does in his prayer. Jesus says, not my will, but your will. Let your will be done. See, I love that he, he surrenders. Let your will be done. Let what you want be done not mine, before he asks, give us this day our daily bread. He surrenders and then says, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus says, give us what we need. Point number three, third thing he teaches us in prayer. Jesus says, give us what we need, not what we want. Remember that word need was in the parable, that he'll get up and give you what you need. He says, give us this day our daily bread. In the Bible, uh, Jesus sends down manna from heaven, or God sends down manna from heaven, and they would try to take it home, and it would rot because he would give them what they needed daily. Give us this day. Give us our daily bread. Give us what we need to get through today, not what we want. If we got what we want, that would get dangerous. God, send lightning to my neighborhood, okay? God, they took my parking spot for pop tires in Jesus' name. Pop up like, it would get... It would get dangerous, and so thank you, God, for giving us what we need every day. 
Then Jesus asked for forgiveness and a graceful heart for others. Ask, forgive us of our sins and help us forgive those who trespass against us. Some of us need to have a graceful heart for others. And I love the simplicity that Jesus puts us in this prayer. Uh, And last thing, number six, Jesus asks us to be protected from evil and sin. He says, he says, uh, like, rid me from temptation and deliver me from the evil one, the enemy who's constantly attacking me, the enemy who has my uh, kids questioning their faith, the enemy who's got, um, you know, who's, who's, who's throwing things at my way. God, protect me from the evil one. And this is not the only time that Jesus encouraged us to be bold and persistent in our prayers. On the night before his crucifixion, in the setting of the upper room, Jesus served his disciples by washing their feet. Gross. And then comforted them with a teaching about how the world would look like once he was no longer living among them. John 15, 7, Jesus said, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Pastor Stu, if you want to head up here, we'll bring it back to the parable. There's someone at midnight pounding on the door asking for three loaves of bread. I I don't even know if I have three loaves of bread in my house. I got tortillas. Um, But he's asking for three loaves of bread. And he's pounding at the door. You got to be a little bit embarrassed. You have a guest. You have a need. You have someone who's your friend. They probably golf. You know what I mean? They probably share air Bethlehems. You know what I mean? Like, like they, they have friends. They, they're friends. And he's at the door. He's like, I need this. And of his persistence, he gets it. And, and I, I just got to ask you, uh, sometimes we might feel like the neighbor when we pray, right? Pounding at the door. We have a really important need, so we pray to God and tell him all about it. Maybe someone you love is really sick and you've been praying and telling God all about it and you're knocking on the door. Maybe a friend's family is having a hard time because uh, someone lost their job and, and, and it's been a crazy during the pandemic and you've been praying for that person to get a job or opportunity or, or maybe you've been arguing with someone in your family over religious things or politics or both and it's messy and you've just been praying and you feel like that neighbor and no one's answering the door. I felt like that. Let me ask you a big question. What do you do when it seems like there's no one to answer your prayer? What do you do when it seems like no one's there to answer your prayer? When this happens, you might be tempted to give up and stop praying. Jesus goes on after the parable in Luke. In verse 9, he says, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. Verse 10, for everyone who receives, or everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be open. So what do we learn from the persistent neighbor? Never give up, and don't stop praying. When that family member is dealing with sickness, never give up and don't stop praying. When, that, when, when you're getting in an argument with someone over uh, religion or politics or whatever it is, never give up 
and don't stop praying. When you're looking at your bank account, but you have dreams and goals, never give up and don't stop praying. When you had a calling in your life for 10, 15 years and you need clarity, never give up and don't stop praying. That's what we learned from the persistent neighbor. That's right. Jesus says, even if it seems to be taking a while, don't give up. Keep asking God for what you need. God always answers our prayers at the perfect time. Two things that Jesus tells us or wants us to be when we pray. Number one, Jesus wants us to be bold when we pray. I know for me, I have some like real sugar-coated prayers. I'm like, God, you know, come on. Amen. Seriously, are these some of the conversations I have with God? I'm like, God, come on, bro. What's going on? Wake up. Like, I'm like frustrated. Be bold when you pray. God, I know you're going to see this through. God, I know, that I, I, though I feel like giving up, I'm going to stand firm because you're going to get me through this. Not my will, but your will. Not, not, not my wishes, God, but your calling in my life. Jesus wants us to make bold prayers and he wants us, number two, to shamelessly keep praying. To pray shamelessly means to pray without being embarrassed about how often we ask God to answer our prayer. Shamelessly means like the neighbor at midnight who's going to knock until he gets what they want. That's what that looks like. Is your prayer life reflective of the persistent neighbor who's knocking at midnight with the cr crickets chirping, the kids sleeping, who's saying, I got a need, and I believe if I keep knocking, I'm going to get it. The other night, Rachel and I were um, about to go to bed, and uh, I usually give her the raw, horrible, uncut version of what I preach Sunday. Uh, it goes her shower. Shower gets number two, and then you guys get the final product. And she's like, oh, it sounds good, but like, she always does this. <laughs> I'm like, but what? I thought it was good. She's like, well, it's good, but like, what happens if God doesn't answer our prayers? Like, then what? I was like, can you not go Sunday? Just stay in the lobby. No one's going to wonder that. I know I have. And Jesus actually addresses it as he uh, further in the same chapter after the parable. He says in verse 11, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? He said, parents, you wouldn't give something that won't harm your kids and ask for something. And I, and I look right here, says, if then though you are evil, ouch. If then though you are sinners, if then though you are frustrated by your kids, if then though you make mistakes, if then though you know better, how much more would the Father give to you through the Holy Spirit? For the last three, four months, um, I have been, uh, I don't know, cloudy distant I've been seeking joy um, questioning my call calling I mean I'm, I'm being honest today it, last couple months have been have been weird my job is good my marriage is really good 
my, my oldest is in soccer. My daughter's dancing. We're doing speech therapy with Giorgio. Like, I have no reason to feel like, <sighs> Loving church, our youth ministry. Like, like, just things are going good, but I've just been feeling like, <sighs> And when I preach something, I like to think of it as a chef. I'm not going to serve you something unless I'm eating it first. And as I'm preaching about prayer, I'm being challenged. The last two weeks, I've been challenged spiritually more than I've ever been challenged with this. Part of it's because I've actually never been taught how to pray. My first two encounters of prayer was the wrestling promo that the guy did on stage and then the people who made me pray with other people. I've been scared to pray. Not pray to God, but I mean, even out loud, like when like, hey, you know, DJ, will you pray? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, but the one thing I've been praying for is actual pure joy in my life. Happiness. I'm kind of spoiled. Rachel's like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I have everything I want. Like, I'm kind of spoiled. I work hard. But joy and happiness is the one thing I've been seeking for months. And so I, I got myself, um, I'm actually going to start seeing somebody this month, um, talking about just kind of my emotions, things I've gone through, kind of work through some things. But one of the first steps they told you uh, to do is get a gratitude journal. I'm telling you right now, if you don't have a gratitude journal, get one. And so I wake up every morning and I fill out this gratitude journal. And um, the Thursday that I was telling her about my sermon I was also crying because I'm like, I don't know what it is. I, why am I not happy? I have no complaints. Things are great. Like we went to Disneyland, had a good time, came back, and I'm like, mm. and I'm crying about it. And the next day I opened up my, my journal or my gratitude book and, um, you know, I'm filling it out and I'm smiling. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like I'm in a good mood. And one of the things at the bottom, it said, what are you grateful to, for today that you haven't done before? I'm like, this one's dumb. Like, I'm going to go to work, I'm going to go home, spend time with the fam. And I'm like, no, DJ, be challenged by this. Find something. Well, there's a barbecue joint on First Ave in, Sav uh, in Seattle that I've always wanted to go to. I'm like, all right, I'll try a new restaurant today. <clears throat> uh, our kids pastor, Pastor Gio, and our online director, Alberto, um, and myself, we've been doing intermittent fasting. And so I'm crazy. I don't eat till noon. Um, it's working, I promise. It doesn't look like it now, but give me like six months. And, <laughs> um, and so I do this journal at 7.30, and I have till noon. I'm excited. I'm, like, looking forward to it. I'm like, oh, I'm happy today. Like, let's go. And I get to the place, and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm like, smiling. Hey, I've never been here before. Come on, God sent me. Like, I'm all excited. She's like, you got to try the brisket, brother. I'm like, let's do it. Like, I'm hyped. So I get my food, and she goes, hey, sir. I'm like, yeah. She goes, there's actually seating around the side. Mind you, it rained all day. I'm like, Okay. So I go around the side, like beautiful trees, there's like uh, wooden tables, and there's one table that's dry in the sun. This is, this is cool. So I sit down, I take a bite, and I start crying. Not that the food was bad, not even that it was good, but it was not even 24 hours later that I found a, a, a beam of light. I found joy in my life. And it wasn't the food, it wasn't that I was on break, it wasn't that I finally got to break my fast, it was that I knew at that moment, like many times before, that God was listening to my prayers. 
I knew that I was preaching this on Sunday, and then I've been knocking on the door the last couple days. God, I want to find joy. God, I want to find happiness. God, I need clarity in my calling. God, I, I'm just, I'm knocking and I'm not leaving until, until, until I, I get an answer. Like, I'm going to be persistent. And it was that snippet, that moment of time. That I was pure joy. And I'm telling you, like, work was chaos. We were losing cans. Like, you guys hear about the can situation on the news. We're losing cans. It's chaos. And I'm like, God is good. I'm happy. I got to go home and hang out with my kids. I got to go home and have dinner with my wife. Like, I'm good. God is good. And I found joy because I know there's a God that's waiting up there as I pray. He already knows what I need, but I'm going to keep knocking. And I want to encourage you today, even when you don't see it, God is working. Even when you're not feeling it, God is working. So what do we do? Ask, seek, and keep on knocking. Knock for that family member. Knock for that financial situation. Knock for what's going on in your life because all of a sudden, a door will open, and I'm believing that today. Will you stand with me today, church? I feel like some of us needed to hear this today because we're embarrassed because we feel like we've been at the door for a long time. I'm going to do something a little bit different this morning. I want to take a couple moments to worship together, and we're going to sing, I don't know, a bridge chorus. I'm not musical at all. Uh, but you know, <laughs> and I want us to just raise our hands, close our eyes, and begin to knock, because doors are going to open this morning, this week, this month, this year. Come on, doors that you've been, that you've maybe asked, but haven't seek and knock. Come on, doors are going to open. So will you raise your hands, and let's begin to sing this song out today. <laughs> 